today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Let's talk about the uh, effect that the economy is having on everybody these days. We already know about inflation and how crippling that can be on price of groceries and just about everything else. Uh, and in times like this, invariably, a lot of us tend to gravitate towards uh, some of the discount stores, figuring, you know, price is going to be important. Well, uh, eventually they're going to get impacted by this, and some of them already have. To uh, talk about this, please to welcome back to the program Bruce Winder, who is a retail analyst and author. Uh, Bruce, great to have you back on the show. I hope you're doing well these days. Yeah, I'm doing well, Bill. Thanks for having me on the show. This was inevitable, wasn't it, Bruce? When you look at the pricing and, uh, you know, it's having an impact, the price of gasoline, the price of fuel, which means the price of transportation good, transporting goods rather has gone up. So, you know, our carrots and our cereal are going to cost more. Uh, common sense dictates, well, let's go to a discount store. We can save a few bucks. But uh, that doesn't seem to be a safe harbor anymore, does it? Well, it's kind of an interesting thing because everyone's affected, whether you're at a medium tier store, a discount store, a luxury store. Um, but having said that, you know, luck, you know, discount is still discount. You're still going to probably find cheaper prices than you will at other places. Having said that, discounters are chewing on the same things you just mentioned, you know, labor, labor price increases in some areas, oil price of oil going up, price of supply chain, you know, all kinds of issues on the supply chain that are just growing the, uh, the input costs. So, yeah, they're not, they're not allergic to this either. I mean, the story that I saw that kind of kicked this off was in the Globe and Mail, and it talked about uh, Dollarama, which is uh, you know a very exactly. popular Canadian brand. It's been around for quite some time, uh, and they're doing pretty well. They were doing pretty well, of course, before the pandemic, and uh, we can talk about their business model. Uh, but they're being impacted by this, and uh, it's, it seems as if that uh, price point of $4 that they were so famous for is uh, going to have to be altered. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look back several years ago, they had much lower price points and they've had to increase them every couple of years because of inflation. And now they're going to five dollars. But you know what? It's probably still the best deal in town for low ticket stuff, you know, that you need for your everyday house. Um, but, yeah, it's gone up and it, there's nowhere to hide from this inflation. Everywhere you go, there's an increase. And it's really created uh, differences in consumer behavior out there in terms of how people are shopping. I'm going to just look down the road if I could for a second. There was a time. Sure. And it was after, I guess, one of the really heavy-duty recessions we had. I guess it was back in the in the 80s, uh, where there was a plethora of discount stores. And, and I'm sure people remember some of the names. There was uh, Bargain Heralds and, and, and Byway. We yeah. had the list of these. Yeah. Uh, and that was because we went through a very similar situation, not because of a pandemic, just because of a, a recession. Prices skyrocketed. Inflation was hot. Uh, interest rates were like 18 19%. And yeah. these, these things flourished for the longest time. Are we going to see a return of that sort of thing? I think we are. I think we are, Bill, because you know what? More people out there, a greater percentage of the population is having a hard time making ends meet. And this is when these type of folks do really well, when people are against the wall and they're trying to save every dollar. We've had a lot of consolidation in retail. I mean, Walmart entered in 94 and sort of took over a major portion. Zellers yeah. changed guard to Target. But definitely there's an opportunity for some more dollar stores. I mean, Dollar Tree is out there now, and there's a lot of independent dollar stores. And you're going to see more of these folks. You're also seeing going to see a growth in used products, thrift stores, too. Uh, and it's just because, you know, we're being pragmatic about this and practical about this. Uh, but it's, I, I guess it's like, as you and I have talked about in the past, though, Bruce, I mean, every time there's something like this that's going to have an impact on, on pricing and on, on the cost of living, there are going to be winners and losers. And, and I know some of the yes. larger stores and some of the larger chains uh, may be feeling it simply, but, uh, you know, the, these guys are doing well. But as I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation, Dollarama was doing pretty well even before this, weren't they? They were. They've, they've been on a roll for at least 10 years now, and they just hit a sweet spot in the Canadian market at the right time. 
They were virtually the only dollar chain for a long time till Dollar Tree jumped in. And let's face it, we've had a lot of economic uncertainty over the last 10, 10 years, 15 years with the Great Recession uh, from 08 and 09. And then, uh, you know, obviously the pandemic and what's happened since then. So it, it's been a tough little while. And before that, there was 9-11, right? And I know these are mostly things that may have happened in the U.S., but they trickle down to Canada because we buy so much from them and we sell so much of our exports to them. This is, uh, we're talking about the dollar, I'm in the dollar stores, as you mentioned, but I mean, this filled us right through to the grocery stores. We talked about some of the bigger chains a few minutes ago, and, and they've all, I guess, uh, understood, I mean, they read the market, uh, they listen to you, Bruce, and read you, so they get this. Uh, so, you know, okay, I can't afford to shop at Loblaws anymore because it's just way too pricey. Well, Loblaws is a discount store, and they all do now, don't they? I mean, they understand they that, do. okay, there's going to be that segment of the population, uh, and so we have to, you know, we have to appeal to them, and we have to give supply for them, too. So these guys are well-placed anyway, that there is a plan B for them. There is, and that's what some of the best retailers have done, is created a couple different price points with their banners. You know, you've got the no-frills, the food basics. Um, you've got, you know, uh, Fresh Co. and things like that. And, you know, the big, the big folks have those already. And, uh, and they're gonna, you're going to see a greater share of, of market uh, moving, a greater sales mix is moving from the full line, like the Loblaws, Sobe, or Metro, to their discount banners. Uh, and, and it, I mean, that was happening already because, as you say, there is a market for this. But anybody who's driven past any of those stores in the last little while, can, they're jammed. I mean, just incredible uh, because people are understanding that. You know, if I, if I need bread, I can get bread there and it's going to be cheaper if I want to get whatever. And I've I've seen, uh, there's a, a fresh go up where we visit up in, uh, in Blue Mountain, Collingwood. And they've actually increased their product lines, too. I mean, they used to be, you'd get, you know, canned goods and stuff like that. You get fresh meat there. I mean, everything that you would get in another store is now available. And I guess this is because they've seen this as an opportunity. And now I'm hearing that Dollarama may do the same thing. Uh, you mentioned, you know, they probably were famous for, you know, okay, I need household items. I can go over there and get it a lot more cheaply than I could at someplace else. But this gives them an opportunity to expand their, uh, their opportunities and their product lines. It does. And in the U.S., some of the dollar players actually have uh, some of the foods that you're talking about, you know, the bread and milk and things like that. The, uh, some of the fresh foods and dairy. So it's probably something they're taking a look at. It's a much different business model. It's harder to make money in those areas, but the volume could warrant it. Um, and even the big grocers, like the full name folks, like the, the Loblaws, they have specials now where, you know, you can go in, you know, a few uh, hours before the store closes and buy product that's going to expire that day. And those kind of programs are growing too, just because everyone's trying to find an edge with every nickel and dime. People are eating out uh, less often and eating at home more. Um, so you're seeing just major, they're buying more private label versus national brand. These are all things that pop up during uh, economic crisis. I mean, to your point about winners and losers in situations like this, as we say, some of the bigger stores and some of the bigger businesses are, are, are getting a little nervous about this going on. I mean, the, the numbers I saw here, Bruce, indicate that Dollarama is actually an expansion mode. Uh, they're building a new warehouse. They're building new retail outlets around here. So they're, they're anticipating this is going to stick around for a while, I think, I guess. They do. And you know what? Another one who's similar to that is Giant Tiger, right? Giant Tiger is kind of a, a price point above Dollarama, but below Walmart. Uh, and uh, they're, they're in expansion mode, too. I've read a lot about them, and they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. But they've got great growth opportunities based on the demographic of all the people in Canada trying to make ends meet. Well, the big question and the phrase that everybody's throwing around these days, because it's so relevant, I guess, Bruce, is, is supply chain. These mm -hmm. guys, I, I'm, I'm sure they're impacted by it, but it just seems as if not to the same extent. Uh, do they plan ahead? Do they have bigger warehousing? Uh, do they have stock that's available that they, they you know, but storing away someplace that they're using now? Because I'm not saying they're, you know, they're, 
you know, they're not oblivious to what's going on with supply chain, but it doesn't seem to have the same impact on them. Yeah, I think it's had some impact on them. You know, it, they, they carry a lot less products than other retailers, so they can buy deep. But they're a pretty sophisticated company. What you've found during the pandemic is a lot of the really sophisticated companies like the Canadian Tires, the Amazons, the Walmarts, they have really uh, slick supply chains and they got out way ahead of this. And because they're big, they have clout and they're sort of first to be served, so to speak, at the ports. Um, you know, Canadian Tire even invested in a port and some of the big companies have leased their own vessels, their own ships to bring containers over. So, you know, a lot of the big companies have got creative and have really sort of made it work anyways. And some of the folks who weren't quite as proactive are suffering a lot more from supply chain issues. But we were told when this really started to become ugly, I'm, I'm talking about the supply chain issue, sure. uh, that don't worry, we'll work this out and, and this is going to be alleviated. Is there a light at the end of the tunnel yet, Bruce? Not a short-term light. I think the light's going to go on for a while because, you know, we're in Canada. A lot of us are vaccinated, but outside of Canada, the uh, pandemic is still roaring. You look at China, they shut down Shanghai this week, a 26 million person thing. And you know what? Most of the products we make are in China. So this is not going to go away for a little while. There's still going to be some glitches in our supply chain for at least a couple of years here. Well, and that's, as you mentioned, a lot of the product lines that you see in some of these discount stores, uh, you know, one of the reasons they're, they're priced low is because of the, of the the labor markets and everything else, and, and they come from places like that. Uh, but they seem to have maintained at least some essence of, of supply chain uh, stability here anyway. Uh, I, I'm always interested, though, in, in the way that the that markets will pivot uh, in situations like this. And, and you know, okay, uh, people are going to get ticked off about higher prices, and you, they inevitably will try to get value for the dollar and, and try to you know give them a maybe a, a service or something that they didn't offer do you right. see that happening here I, I, a couple of years ago in grocery stores now it's hot food that seems to be the big thing uh, i don't know if that's going to be a savior for them at this stage but they're, they're going to have to learn to pivot here aren't they they are i mean a lot of uh, a lot of companies use some people call it shrinkflation so as prices go up what they do is they may play with the ingredients of the product or the size of the product the volume in the product to try to keep a lower price point but you get less you might get less cookies you might get less uh drink whatever you're getting it's a new package that's smaller it might not be noticeable to the naked eye but you're keeping the same price point and the company can still profit you're going to see more of that happen that's been happening for a while now they call it shrinkflation right and all kinds of other creative things you're going to have uh you know greater uh, private label product mixes you're going to see greater assortments and private label and to your point people will try to differentiate with value-added services where it makes sense as long as the service doesn't cost the consumer anything extra is this going to be a, a boon too for the no-name brands oh absolutely anyone who, who makes private label or no name is going to do incredibly well because people are looking to down channel or downsize from national brands down to private label Ironically, retailers often make more profit on private label than they do on national brand, but the price point is just either lower or you get greater volume for the same price point. But yeah, private label is one of the winners we're going to see from all this. I mean, I, I can remember past conversations on, on the program years ago. I mean, the, there was almost a snobbery. Like, I'm not going to shop there. I don't want that the, the yellow can. You know, I can get a exactly. brand name. That's yeah, what I need. Yeah, yeah. And now we discover actually, it's probably made by the same company. Uh, they just put a different label on it, and a different price point. And I guess, I guess, in 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 tough economic times, Bruce, I guess we've become a lot more flexible about those things, don't we? You do. People park their ego at the door when times are tough because they have to shop at thrift stores. They have to make, they fix their car instead of buying a new car. That's why Canadian Tires Automotive Department has done so well recently. 
Um, and they do all kinds of things. They still want to try to keep up with the Joneses on the outside appearance, but behind the scenes, they're doing all kinds of things to try to cut costs and make the numbers work each month. Uh, and, and like I say, when we talked about a phrase like the new normal here, uh, interest rates are not going to go down again for the next little while. I mean, we heard that from the Bank no. of Canada. And as a matter of fact, they're talking about two, maybe three more increases in a very exactly. short period of time coming up. Yep, uh, so uh, it, for people that are listening to this right now and say, well, I, I'm not going to go that way. You know, never say never. I mean, because this, as you say, they're, they're going to offer this product now for people. And, and, you know, in desperate times, you simply say, okay, fine, we can handle that. You know, if I need, you know, a can of peas, I can get the no-name brand. Who's going to know? You know, nobody's going to, you know, take a mouthful of it the next dinner and say, oh, what, what, this is no-name. What, what are you doing? Exactly. Uh, or frozen we, peas or things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's all happening. It's it's amazing the way the market will pivot and shift in situations like this, in just about every aspect of it. And and as you say, you know, you can you can go to a, a store and, and pay twenty five dollars for a nice pair of scissors, or you can go to a, a Dollarama, and uh, it still cuts the paper. Uh, and exactly. all that figured, okay, fine, that'll work. Exactly. Uh, and this is this is I say it's it's one of these things that's going to be with us for the next little while. These stores are doing quite well with this. And they're a part of the economy. And, and maybe, as you mentioned, Bruce, a growing part of the economy because of this. And we know still talking about jobs uh, and employment situations and disposable income and things of this nature. Uh, and we tend to overlook this a lot. But when we start seeing rising prices like this and supply chain problems, uh, it, it takes on a, a, an added importance to the economic picture here, doesn't it? It really does. And you know what? Society's become more polarized. You either had assets and you're making a ton of money and you're rich. You're richer than you were 10 years ago or you're poorer than you were 10 years ago. So retail, just like society, is polarized significantly. Uh, fascinating subject and uh, fascinating to see the evolution of, uh, of business and how it adapts to uh, different circumstances. And we're certainly facing different circumstances. Bruce, always a pleasure. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, me too. Take care. Have a great day. You betcha. Bruce Winder, retail analyst and author, talking about the rise of the the discount stores, grocery stores, uh, clothing stores, all of these things that are taking on a greater importance right now because our dollar is shrinking uh, because of inflation and because of a number of other factors that are ongoing. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.